So for today's nutrition, because I've received a lot of calls about nitrogen, that's what I'm going to focus on. I think Kevin's actually going to give a little bit more about some other um, nutrients as well, but I want to focus on nitrogen. There's <clears throat> been a lot of questions about dialing back on it, so that's why I wanted to give you some of this information. Nitrogen is actually the backbone of the amino acids, and as such, it is a building block for compounds such as proteins and chlorophyll, and that's kind of important. And you can tell if you don't have enough nitrogen, everybody knows that your leaves yellow a little bit, and that's because it's not making that chlorophyll that it needs. So nitrogen deficient vines are often characterized by reduced vigor, crop yield, and photosynthesis, so that light green leaves. And excessive nitrogen can cause overly vigorous shoot growth that results in shaded fruit buds and reduced yields. I hope I don't have any spelling mistakes in here as I move forward. I like this next slide and I wanna spend just a little bit of time on it. So I'm not going to read it all for you, but I'm going to pause here for a minute for you to read. I will include this in my newsletter article that's coming out next week. It's a table straight from the wine grape production guide for Eastern North America. Tony Wolf is the um, editor, but Terry Bates is the co-author on the nutrition chapter of this. So you can see if you are nitrogen deficient and you've, I'm sorry, my cursor's on my wrong screen, nitrogen deficient, what you can look for. If you have adequate nitrogen, what happens? And then excess nitrogen, what happens? Just going to pause for a minute, but it will be in the newsletter if you're just keep talking and pushing forward, Jennifer. So there have been a couple really good studies, and I'm sure you're all familiar with Nelson Shawless's West Tier experiment. And that's what this graph is from here. This is the relationship between the pruning weight and crop yield as affected by viticultural practices and nitrogen application. So when it was just sawed, you had one pound of pruning weight yielding around five tons per acre. And you can see as this curve goes up with the different viticultural practices. So several practices evaluated for impact on vine size and crop yield potential. And vines with a higher nutrient and water uptake had increased vine size, pruning weight, and yield potential. That all goes back to the nitrogen as well. So evaluation of Concord needs. They did an experiment where they added 50 pounds, zero pounds, or 100 pounds of actual nitrogen. And that's what this graph here shows you. Oh, it, did it not show up? Oh, it's right here. Here's a legend, sorry. So all the red dots are the zero pounds of nitrogen. These are all actual added. The triangles are 50 and the squares are 100. So vines in the Lake Erie region typically have less than three pounds of pruning weight and an average of less than eight tons per acre. And they concluded that a healthy Concord vine required somewhere between zero and 50 pounds of nitrogen per acre, but to increase and maintain vine growth and crop yield. I'm not sure if it was this one or the next one coming up, but they also noticed that 100, adding 100 pounds didn't do anything. Oh, it's the next one. This is the Betts nitrogen trial. Hi, Bob. I know you're on this call that he did for over seven consecutive years. Terry Bates did with the Betts co um, collaborators. Thank you. So Shalas did theirs on gravel and Bates repeated it on heavy clay with relatively high organic matter over a consecutive 
seven consecutive years. These bars that you can see over here, this is zero nitrogen, this is 50 pounds of nitrogen and 100 pounds of nitrogen. And you can see there's relatively zero difference between the 50 and 100. This is huge to me. And I'll get into it a little bit later because what happens to that extra nitrogen? Where does that all go? It just leaches off or runs off and goes into our waterways and causes havoc and all sorts of trophic cascades through biotic food webs. And so don't put a hundred on because you don't need it. So they concluded that soils with high organic matter release more nitrogen and thus finds needed less supplemental nitrogen. We're going to talk a little bit about that coming up soon. Researchers, oh, this is fun. So there's a certain, it's called 15. You can label it, it's an isotope. You can label nitrogen and then you can actually track it. So there have been a bunch of different research that has gone on, not just in Concords. There's been Concords that were young, Concords that were old. There's been Chenon Blanc, there's been Tom, Thompson Seedless. And this is all sort of important as I go on because they all have the same type of trends. So researchers use this 15 labeled nutrients to discern between stored and nitrogen fertilizer amendments in the soil and to track when the growth uses stored or soil nutrient uptake. You have to actually destructively harvest the vines to do that and then they analyze the total nutrient content of each vine part and the efficiency of the vine uptake of the labeled 15 isotope that was located in each of the vine structures throughout the growing season. And it's really cool to see when the vine doesn't use it, when it takes it up. So these studies have provided a framework of, the of determining that nutrients are taken up from the soil and have evolved to include timing of applications and uptake efficiency. Different seasonal growth, carbohydrate and nutrient patterns have been studied in different varieties at different vine ages, in different climates, in different soils and under different growing conditions. And I can get anybody who wants to read these articles, albeit sometimes they put you to sleep. Sorry, scientific literature is not the most invigorating reads. But I can certainly share them with you if you're interested in reading them. But the patterns of the grapevine growth generally remain constant. The growing season begins with bud swell. This is all not new to you. Bud break, rapid shoot growth. Rapid shoot growth, bloom, and fruit set and berry, de berry development are super important as we get further on in this presentation. Veraison, harvest, leaf fall, wood maturation, and dormancy. And even Dr. Leiling Chang and Dr. Bates investigated the ability of Concord vines to take up nitrogen as well as their annual nitrogen demand. And that's with a big dig study that came up. And it found that only 24%, which is 24 pounds for every 100 pounds of actual nitrogen applied, 24 pounds for every 100, sorry, applied, of 50 applied pounds of nitrogen was incorporated into the vines. So he was just, they did 50, but 24% of that of 50 was actually taken up into the vines. So the nitrogen appeared to be mainly partitioned among woody tissues, 32 to 33%. Leaves and shoot tips were 25 to 27%. And clusters were 32 to 34% at harvest. Based on nutrient uptake and redistribution patterns of nitrogen, phosphorus, and potassium, it is implicit that if fertilizer supplements are needed, they should be applied before bloom but not before bud break. And I think I show, I'm pretty sure I show some graphs coming up here on that. 
This is because they tracked it. They destructively harvested them at different points in the growing season and tracked that isotope. If you put it on at bud break, <laughs> may not be absorbed as readily as later in the season because the grapevines may not have strong demand for soil-derived nitrogen at that time. So basically the vine is working off its reserves from the prior year of nitrogen at that time, just before bud break. It doesn't need soil applied nitrogen. That nitrogen will basically just run off, maybe lost from the root zone before a significant uptake occurs at bloom. Jen, one question yeah. came in with that um, when they were tracking the nitrogen. Yes. Um, do you know what the uptake efficiency was at different times based on the application? So that's a good question. The uptake efficiency was. I'll have to let, let you know later with that. I can tell you that younger vines, it was less uptake. Oh, and this was the most uptake was between two weeks before bloom, which is why we always say in our crop updates and newsletters, two weeks before bloom, it's hard for me to talk today. I was up late making this just so you know, <laughs> up to four weeks post. And that's the time when there's the most rapid shoot growth and fruit development. That's when it's pulling soil-derived nitrogen. I don't know the efficiency rates that there were for each particular growth period, but it is something I can look into because I'm pretty sure it would have to be there. So I will look into that and let you guys know in a crop update. Kevin, can you remind me? Because I can't write it down while I'm doing this. So I don't know if I read this, so I'm sorry, I'll just read it again. Uptake and utilization of soil applied nitrogen was slow during the period of bud break to bloom compared to the period of fruit set to verizon. So these studies on how nutrients are partitioned and redistrib redistributed throughout the plant, throughout the growing season are critical to the development of sound nutrient management practices to reduce nutrient runoff through erosion and leaching out of the soil profile and also put money in your pocket. If you're dumping all your nitrogen on, when the plant doesn't need it, it's just running off and leaching out. So another study conducted by Bates, this is where he did, and Kevin, I can show that graph unless you wrote it down for Bates's, um, all of the nutrients when you're ready. He destructively, destructively harvested three-year-old Concord vines at eight different phenological stages. It added a level of nutrient concentrations in the whole vine and its parts at eight different times in the growing season. And this is throughout the growing season. You can see, and you can all sort of take a guess at what these stages are. So we're gonna say right around between here would be bloom. Track the lines. If you're looking at this first line here, which is, sorry, Larry needs to get back in, fine roots. This is where they're dormant, starting to wake up. There's not a lot of fine roots there. And then they spike up. That's because they are reaching out and getting nitrogen from the soil and growing. If you track the below ground perennial, you can see, oops, sorry, that they are really high because that's all the stored nitrogen from the year prior. And then as we get it from the soil right in this area, it dips down because we've used all the reserve storage and now we have to get the nitrogen from the soil. So things start climbing. The green are the shoots and the leaves. The purple triangle here are the fruit. So you can see how much of that is actually needed and what's growing at the different times where they harvested it. Does that all make sense to you? Does anybody have any questions about this before I move forward? 
This is the harvest date on the bottom and the dry tissue mass on the side here. I just really wanted you to know the trend lines that you're looking at. Questions on that, Kevin? I see there's an orange box that there might be questions, but I'm not sure. I can't see it. Uh, Jennifer, I've got a question. Sure. I have a high clover in my vineyards, which mm -hmm. is nitrogen fixing. Is that fixing at that period of time when you would normally put in ground? That is a really good question. There are a couple studies out there and it's something that I'm looking to put into my research as well. It is grabbing nitrogen and it's mining it from the soil. And it's if there's enough in the soil for something to fix nitrogen, it is really um, cost expensive for a plant to do. So if there's nitrogen already available, it'll take that if that makes sense. But when you terminate it, depending on what your goals are, different termination times could release that nitrogen back into the soil faster. Or if you terminate it later, then you have more carbon into the soil. So it's something that I'm really looking into, but either way, having the legumes in your soil is a great idea. Is it? I think it is, unless you have really high organic matter and you don't need. I, Kevin loves to banter me, guys, just so you know, and please. Well, so my take <laughs> on clover has always been, we probably shouldn't have a nitrogen deficiency in the soil. That's not a great thing for bulk juice growers. If we can't avoid it because we do like well-drained soil and we have something that has very low organic matter, maybe doesn't even have topsoil because it's newly established. You know, we, we live on this lake plain where who knows what you're going to get in terms of soil. Sure, you might need to have legumes because you can't avoid deficiency. But in most of our soils where we grow grapes, if we see two, three, four, five percent organic matter, if you're not going to see deficiency, so they're not going to, you know, do their magical harness nitrogen from the atmosphere, why not plant something that's better than or as good at recycling um, than, a, than a legume that costs less? So I hear what you're saying and I appreciate that. Thank you. I would always lean more towards more, something more than a monoculture. I don't think you should have simply legumes. I don't think you should have simply ryegrass. I don't think you should have simply cereal rye. I think you should have the more species available, the more healthier your soil will be. Yep. So how much nitrogen do mature Concord grapevines need? If you look at the beginning of the curve on this graph, that's at zero right here. This is bloom. Concord vines demand and will take up large amounts of nitrogen during periods of rapid growth. That's what I was saying between bloom and veraison. And we supplement nitrogen during this time of rapid growth. That's when you should be doing it. That's when the vine needs it. So that's why we keep, and this is all based on research. So I know that people have asked me the question, what about fall applications of nitrogen? There have been studies that have shown like harvest more. I would suggest that's only in longer growing seasons, like places that have after harvest, you have a couple more weeks where that you can build up the carbohydrates in the roots, but we have a short growing season here. So if harvest is really early and your leaves look good afterwards, then you have a couple weeks to get that harvest more on and build up the, the go ahead. But it really scares me to say, go ahead and dump you know nutrients 
when everything's going dormant at that time. Does that make sense? Did I make that enough clear or do you need me to elaborate? If you harvest early and your leaves look good and there's a couple weeks left, then definitely add some harvest more and help those plants out with their reserved storage. How much nitrogen do mature Concord grapevines need? 50, at 50 pounds of actual. These are all in actual when I'm talking per acre. But how much fertilizer nitrogen do the vines take up? So this is days after bloom. You can see it starts at like around Verizon, dropping down. Oops, I am so sorry. Can I go back? So th these are actually Terry's slides right here. Oh, I guess I didn't have any notes on that, sorry. So 24% fertilizer efficiency from that um, Lele Chang and Dr. Bates work that they did and 24% of the vine demand. So 12 pounds per acre, it's just a little bit. There are basically three nitrogen sources for grapevine growth. Mineralization of nitrogen from organic matter. So that's if you have organic matter really well built up between three to 5% you have nitrogen in your soils and that's what their vine would like to take. Remobilization of stored nitrogen from the stored in the perennial tissues. That's during bud break when it's using those stored reserves for its initial growth. And then the inorganic nitrogen fertilizers that we add after from bloom to verizon. So the largest pool of nitrogen for grapevine growth comes from the organic matter that you have. You re I really highly suggest building your organic matter. This is where knowing your soil sample results is important. A basic rule of thumb is that for every 1% of organic matter in your vineyard soil, you get about 15 to 20 pounds of nitrogen per acre that is made available to the vines for uptake. That's awesome. If you have, you know, 3% organic matter, then you have 45 to 60 pounds of actual, of nitrogen for your vine already. And we said that you need 50 pounds, which is why when we're saying, I have to back up just a little bit, nitrogen does get removed from your vineyard. There is the nitrogen cycle where it's constantly, but we take our fruit out. So the nitrogen that's in the fruit gets removed and then we take our pruning. Sometimes people pull their canes out. They don't disc them up and leave them in. So that actually gets removed. So if that is getting removed, you should be putting more on if you don't have enough organic matter to support it. So this is a Dr. Terry Bates slide. Vines need 50% pounds per acre. Fertilizer delivered at 12 pounds per acre. So where does the rest of that nitrogen come from? The reserves in soil mineralization, easy for me to say, mineralization, 38 pounds per acre. And there are 20 pounds for every 1% of organic matter. So at the Vineyard Lab, if we have 2% organic matter, that's 40 pounds per acre, then we need two pounds per acre extra in nitrogen. Just a little chart here that basically reiterates what I've been saying. I think these are sort of my take home slides, but I don't quite remember it was midnight. Vineyard uptake of fertilizer nitrogen may be enhanced by implying nitrogen between bloom and up to six weeks post bloom rather than at bud break. Based on soil and tissue samples, if more than 50 pounds of nitrogen are recommended, then a split application at 
at two before bloom and four weeks after would be recommended. Sorry, that's two weeks before bloom. Later nitrogen applications resulted in more residual nitrogen in the soil profile at the time of post-harvest sampling with potential for leaching, especially in short growing season regions like the Lake Erie AVA and on soils, sandier soils that may leach out more readily. Timing of nutrient applications should be optimized to increase the vine growth potential and decrease the potential of nutrient runoff and leaching. Ah, that is it. Does anybody have any questions? I know that was a whole bunch thrown at you, but I wanted to make sure you had something on nitrogen. The take home message would be apply your nitrogen when the plant needs it, which research has shown two weeks prior to bloom up to four weeks after bloom. If you do require because of your soil sampling and tissue sampling that you need more than 50 pounds or 50 pounds per acre, split that application. And if you wanted to decrease your nitrogen because you had frost damage and you have a high organic matter, one year is not going to make or break the vine. So you saw that 1% of organic matter would give you 20 pounds of nitrogen per acre. So if you, I'm not gonna tell you to not put on nitrogen, but if you know what your organic matter is and you do have a lot of damage, then you can dial back. <laughs> 